Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Mon the Workers, a podcast brought to you by Scottish Trades Union Congress. I'm Rachel Thompson. And I'm Karina Liptrot. Over the recording break, the trade union movement has been in full flow, defending, protecting and enhancing the rights of our members across the country. From the P&O workers unfairly and illegally sacked in favour of cheap overseas labour, and EIS FILA union members striking over a paltry 2% pay rise offer, the STC has made it clear that their fight is our fight, and we stand in solidarity with any workers facing hardship. We've been developing a campaign for a national care service and we'll be issuing a report shortly, as well as expanding our universal free school meals to all peoples in Scotland campaign. The whole trade union movement is gearing up for the biggest demonstration since the 2012 anti-austerity demo in a fight back against the rising cost of living crisis and will be in London on Saturday the 18th of June and we encourage every activist to take part. In April, we held our 125th annual congress in Aberdeen, which brought hundreds of delegates together from 31 Scottish unions to debate issues that set STC policy for the forthcoming year. As we are in our 125th year of the STUC, we've been arranging several celebratory occasions, including commissioning a song, organising an historical walking tour, and we've been working with author Daniel Gray and photographer Alan McCready and 125 trade unionists to create a book to commemorate the occasion, also called Mon the Workers. Mon the Workers lets trade unionists from across Scotland tell you their stories in their own words. Featuring posties, primary school teachers, midwives, musicians and more, it looks at struggles both domestic and international. The STC celebrates its 125th anniversary this year and this book is a celebration of those years as well as a call for the next generation to agitate, organise and win. Mon the Workers demonstrates past achievements, explores the ideas trade unionists have fought for and rouses the movement towards future victories. 75 trade union members, reps and officials tell short stories of union life from the anti-apartheid movement to WIC wants work. Their written portraits are accompanied by 50 charismatic documentary images of other fellow trade unionists. The book has been described as surprising, amusing, touching and occasionally infuriating and we hope you enjoy it as much as we have when it hits the shelves. Author Daniel Gray is a writer, presenter and researcher based in Leith. He has a diverse writing history and has published works on Scottish industry, modern football and the Spanish Civil War. He's with us here today, so welcome Daniel, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I don't need to do anything now. You've read all that out, so I can just go. <laughs> that sounds easy. <laughs> we do our research. <laughs> so I've just recently finished an advanced copy of the book mm. and I thought it was fantastic and really heartwarming in parts. Can you talk us through a bit about the process of writing the book? Yeah, well, it was an open commission process, so authors were invited to put their ideas over. And from the minute I saw it, I felt very excited as a, a trade unionist and an author. It was something, you, as a freelancer, you go for a lot of projects and you, you want them all. That's why you go for them. But some you want more than others. And this was certainly in that um the sphere for me and what I, what I wanted when I was coming up with the idea was to make sure I wasn't doing much writing <laughs> because it was key to me that this was about voices of others and images of others I, I knew I couldn't do 125 stories because the book would be too long so I, I thought of another way to reach that number of, of 125 to reflect the 125 years which is why it's 75 people in stories and 50 different people in the photography there's been a fantastic history written before of the STUC on, on 100 years um, by Keith Aitken so I didn't want to do a history book again 
that's been done and done brilliantly. Okay, 25 years have elapsed, but that's not enough to, to merit that. And it's not a book that needs rewriting or redoing. That stands alone as a great history. And there have been other history books in the past. This was to be about the movement now. So everything in it is in living memory. So the earliest um, account in there is the UCS working in 1971. Um, the book is split into successes, which is about half the book, which is good. So wins from wins in the workplace to wins across the world into current struggles and into anticipating really what we think is going to happen next in the trade union movement and what are the, the struggles to come and the issues to come. So especially around things like workers and the climate um, and green issues. So it was really about that celebrating what's gone before and using it as an inspiration for what's about to come next. It was a a long process. It's over the last year I've been working. It's about to go to print finally. Um, so it's taken around a year of interviewing people. I haven't used every interview I did. That's just the nature of it. Um, people are fantastic coming forward and giving me their time. And actually being able to use Zoom helped a lot time in terms of time. Now, I much prefer to meet people when I interview them. But yeah, it was a case of me contacting the, the activists, the trade unionists that had been part of that story, and then sitting down with them and working through questions. And then the great act of transcription which takes a long long time i came up with about 120,000 words i think which we had to whittle down to about 60,000 so a big editing job on that one and then the usual book process so through the the different processes after that to, to bring it to print in the middle of june so a, a really a really reinvigorating experience for me to to talk selfishly as an author um I feel re-inspired um, by speaking to, to people from, from right across people that were, you know, demonstrating in the 1950s and 60s, right through to people half my age that I've spoken to. I feel there's a real, um, the, the movement's very vigorous at the moment. And, and in fact, one of the hardest obstacles I had was uh, getting hold of people for interview because they were too busy out on picket lines and in meetings and things like that. Such was the the vibrancy of of the movement at the moment. So it's a it's a fresh book. It's a modern book. It's about the movement now. It's not you know we're not reveling in glorious failure like the union movement has a tendency to do. We're looking forwards and and what we want to change next and what's going to happen next as well. I really like that you concentrate on wins as well because often in the trade union movement it feels like we're jumping from one dispute or crisis to the next one and it's nice to actually take a step back and look at all the the wins and the successes because there are so many it's nice to look back on it what did you most enjoy about the interviewing and writing process? The many voices. So I mean that quite literally hearing many different accents. Um, obviously, I'm an Englishman myself living in Scotland. And so hearing voices from across the world that have come here to, to and the trade unionists, as well as the fantastic accents within Scotland. So that's a sort of nothing to do with the book, but something I really loved. But, but also the diversity of voices in the different types of people we had speaking to us about the things that meant so much to them but all united by similar attitudes and, and, and similar similar way they just will not be defeated. I just found it so Im impressive again and again. And it's funny you mentioned that about celebrating victories because sometimes we'd get to the interview and then they'd say, of course, we're about to go on strike again. And I think I might have to stop the interview before that because the edit before that, because otherwise we're just going to go on and on. Um, but that just shows you how people are so persistent they persevere so much um, to get finally what what is good for for the commonality of people, and it it, it um, yeah again and again that that 
uh, spurred me on, I suppose, just to write a book. The fact that these people had often struggled for things for years and years and, and got there in the end. And it was it was moving, very moving at times. I think of the, more of the international issues on that front, things like Sonia Leal, who had come to Scotland as a, as a six-year-old child, a, a refugee from the oppression of trade unionists in Chile. And, I, you know, I was crying when she did the interview. I cried typing it up, I cried editing it. And I think people will be the same reading reading ones like that. So in the book, there really is, as you're saying, there is such a wealth of experiences and perspectives. Did you learn anything that surprised you during the writing process? The surprises came in individual stories that I'd never heard of before. And that really reinforced, I don't know if it was surprising, the fact that these things don't really make the mainstream media and trade unions have to tell their own stories, which is what you're doing with this podcast that a lot of these things that were so important to people, I just don't read about anywhere else. And that was almost a depressing surprise, I think, that the issues going on in the background for people, um, the difficulties people are facing. You know, it was, it was brought home the daily struggles of, of things like, we've got, we've got a chapter in there by a trade unionist called Caroline Baird about freedom from fear for shop workers. And she just detailed some of the abuse, physical as well, that shop workers suffer. And I thought, I don't really, re- I'm, I'm sort of aware of these things from being human and seeing incidents in shops. But but those individual stories really brought it home that it's only really the trade unions and trade unionists that managed to turn these things around by campaigning and, and changing them. So individual stories were a surprise and a, the depressing surprise was the the lack of media coverage but that's that's down to us we now we we can reverse that and tell tell these stories and it's nice that it's called Mon the workers because it just further emphasizes that it's the workers voice that we're going to hear from in the book and it gives them a platform to really tell their own story and for season two of this podcast you'll be taking over the podcast more or less <laughs> with interviews and your stories and the workers stories from the book can you give us an insight into what we can expect and who we're going to hear from? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll, we'll edit down because otherwise you'd have the longest podcast in the world. <laughs> um, um, a, a number of 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 the stories from the book, from older ones like the fifty fifty campaign at the start of the Scottish Parliament through to similar struggles in the 1980s, uh, early struggles as well in the 1980s on apartheid and, and Mandela and, and Scotland, right through to very recent things like the call centre collective that operated during COVID and continues now to try and help call centre workers in that time. So it's, it's, it'll reflect the, the, the diversity, the spread of the book as well, um, in, in the podcast versions. And, and I think it's in, it'll complement the book. Hopefully people will go and buy the book as well um, uh, because it's you get a different texture from hearing people's voices. Obviously, they, they don't, they don't read verbatim because you have to edit these things or it would it would be very strange. Um, so it's, it's a, it's, it, it'll give a real texture, I think, and, and people will enjoy hearing those many voices I've talked about as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to the episodes. Thanks, Daniel. My pleasure. And thanks to the STUC for the opportunity of, of writing this book. Mon the Workers will be out on the 15th of June and will be available to buy at all good bookstores. For this season, we'll be delving more into workers' stories from the book and you will get to listen to things from their perspective. So keep an eye out for the next episode, which will be issued shortly. Thanks for listening. This episode was hosted by Rachel Thompson and Karina Liptrot. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at, at ScottishTUC. TUC.